Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. We have with us today guest Sam Sargent, the Director of Program Strategy at the Austin Transit Partnership. Uh, this show is one of several we'll be doing that wraps up Q1 and also talks about uh, what's going on in the next several quarters across several areas of interest uh, to Austinites and those interested in working or living in the city. In transit, for everyone who, everyone who's lived in Austin for a number of years should know that, uh, knows is of major concern for all. And uh, for that, we'll turn over to Sam. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, AJ. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to, to keep talking transit. I think it's on the minds of a lot of people right now. Yeah, I know. And this is something that there are a lot of subjects last this last quarter that um, unfortunately were buried just by with the, you know, the months uh, winter storm events in, in February. And so I think now, you know, fingers crossed, things are getting back on track. Uh, it didn't stop a lot of things that were going on with ATP. We know, um, just, you know, our firm was following board, uh, board selections and so on. So we wanted to, right. you know, with the air a little clearer, get the, get the public back up to speed on that. I want to start though with your background. So you didn't start ATP, uh, but you are, you are a, a, a native or near native Austinite, I believe. South, yeah. Austin, South Austinite, Phil's about Austinite, right? Uh- yeah, yeah, you're you're right on. I uh, yeah, I grew up in in South Austin, spent my first eighteen years there, and then got a little bit of wanderlust, and so I went up to Boston to uh, to go to Boston University for undergrad. Went there for law school as well, and I worked in D.C. for a little bit for Congressman Doggett. Worked for him here, and then uh, tried my hand briefly at the the county attorney's office uh, shortly after law school, but. Found myself uh, searching a bit, not that I didn't appreciate what the folks over there were doing, but I really wanted to do something where the end product was something that I knew that I loved. And, you know, I'm sure that we'll get into this when we start talking about transit and the ATP and everything. But, you know, I grew up in Austin and I always liked taking the bus. It made Austin feel like a bigger city than it was. Something felt very inherently urban about it. But I remember the first time that I went to D.C., I was probably five years old, and I rode the subway. And I just fell in love with transit. I've always loved railroads. I like plane trains and automobiles. But transit just hooked me. But I never knew how I would get my foot in the door. And so when I got an opportunity, when there was a vacancy at Capital Metro about six years ago now, uh, I jumped at it. Wasn't, Wasn't the law, but it was something that I thought I could be good at, and it was something that excited me, and it was something that I felt passionate about. And so I did a little bit of community engagement at Capital Metro, government relations, wound up as the deputy chief of staff under Randy Clark, who I know has been a guest on the podcast. Um, And then we got to Prop A in 2020, which I know we'll get into. And um, we we popped that up. Uh, I I played, I think, a a pretty good role with a lot of other talented people in creating uh, the ATP. And now I'm the director of strategy there. So it's it's all very exciting. Uh, and it's exciting to do this type of work in your hometown. It is. I think just uh, as someone who's, who currently lives, uh, one, will be one of the main corridors. I'm really looking forward to this developing. Yeah. And yeah, I think it definitely marks just in Austin, you know, where we've had several other guests on the show talk about uh, the migration of tech here. And mm-hmm. I mean, really overall Austin's growth, as we as we both know, know in our time living here into this you know, we're a tier one city, as they say, in some, uh, you know, some of these, some of these markets yeah. reports say, and I mean, but tier one cities have to have these metric, kind of have the transit, pro, transit uh, 
um, systems that go along with it, right? It's not all roads. Uh, so with that though, yeah, let's get to Prop A and how we how we got to ATP. Uh, you know, Prop A was uh, on the was on the November uh, November ballot. This was Prop A, also known as Code Next. Uh, and for those who again have been in Austin for I don't know, this is the last ten years. I mean, they remember <laughs> this was the uh, no, I'm sorry, not Code Next, Project Connect. I should say Project That's, Connect. Yeah, yes, too many. But also, we've got too many projects going on. The lightest code. Oh, you're right. Project <laughs> Connect, Prop A, a Freudian slip, but a but suddenly a contentious uh, deal. Project Connect um, had uh, this was the second iteration uh, go of that from from the mm-hmm. Trans Authority and the city. It was a seven point one billion dollar in total package, right? Comprehensive conference mm-hmm. package, um, looking to just a full overhaul of the city's transit systems and in, 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 uh, from bus routes to. Uh, massive uh, light rail grid across the city, all yep. parts, all parts, um, and so that passed in November, November third, and and so with that, how did we get to the ATP? Yeah, it's uh, it was quite quite a, a big November third, to say the least. Um, you know, I think everybody here who had worked on this iteration of Project Connect, um, like you said. There had been the Project Connect brand out there as part of the 2014 Urban Rail uh, package uh, that was defeated. And then further back from that, didn't have the Project Connect brand, was the light rail initiative in 2000. So this was the third time that that Austin voters had gone out um, to weigh in on a major investment in transit infrastructure. Um, and, I, and I think that that's a really critical thing to say, you know, before I talk about the win and how the ATP popped out of that is, you know, like you said, AJ, Austin's now the 11th, probably nearly 10th largest city in the United States. San Jose sitting right there at 10, growing but not growing as quickly as Austin. But we're a tier one city. We're attracting talent from all over the world, from all over the United States. And we run Capital Metro, runs a fantastic bus service. And prior to pandemic uh, and commuter rail, but prior to the pandemic, we did 19 straight months of ridership growth after we did a redesign of the bus network. And that bucked all the trends in the transit industry, especially for a bus heavy agency. And so I like to tell people, and, and you teed it up really nicely, but I do like to remind people, because some people will say, I'm so glad that Prop A passed, now Austin has transit. Well, we've had transit for a very long time and, and Capital Metro has done a fantastic job in my, my bias, but I, but I feel strongly about an opinion of moving people equitably, of moving people efficiently in the existing bus and commuter rail network. Mm -hmm. But we had never invested in the infrastructure to make it work as best as it possibly could. And honestly, just to increase the carrying capacity of our transit network. You know, one of the things that you ask people about, well, you know, why don't you take the bus or or maybe even why do you like the idea of rail so much? Well, it's more reliable or it gets me there faster. But what they're really saying is that it's got its own dedicated space to operate. I mean, that's the thing about our bus network. We've got the transit priority lanes downtown. We've got some other partnerships through the city of Austin, which are fantastic, that help with the reliability of our buses. But ultimately, they often wind up trapped in the same traffic that an automobile driver is in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that finally we put a package out there and put a map out there that when people looked at it, they saw something for them. Um, whether it was a bus rapid transit line, a new park and ride, or, you know, the biggest, most prominent part of the package, the two light rail lines, uh, or maybe even the future green line commuter rail uh, out to along the Eastern Crescent and ultimately out to Maynard. And I think people looked at it and said, 
The time is now. It's not getting better. You have newcomers who come from places that have already invested in light rail, let's say, and they think, this seems like something a city of a million people should have. Or folks who have been here for a long time finally said, something's got to give. We've got to have a new tool in the toolbox to move people. And, And there's so many components of that. It's it's the suburban commuter using a parking ride to come into this, the urban core. It's the person who has been displaced from their neighborhood further out and needs a reliable, affordable way to get in. It's people who are worried about long-term environmental sustainability. I, I just think that the package came together. It was the right size. It's big, but we're also making up for lost time. And people felt like they had a little bit of ownership in it, hopefully a lot of ownership in it, and that they could point and say, I get what the system will do, and it's finally the time to say yes. And 235,000 people said yes. You know, it, it was a it was a wide margin, I would say, certainly compared to the last packages. Oh yeah, and and that's what ultimately led to the creation of the Austin Transit Partnership, um, it, which yeah, is like I remember just even you brought up 2000. I remember just growing up. You know, we, my family moved here in 1991. I remember probably mid 90s. Vaguely, here was a little kid about some issue with, you know, they were pushing for light rail mid 90s, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. this is a lot, even the, the issue of having, of just, of, uh, you know, there's just old, it's kind of this, I don't, I don't know how long this trope's been going on, but people, there's <laughs> a lot about like, well, you know, there's this people, folks, some folks in Austin, like, it's just line, if we don't, if they don't build it, they won't, or if we don't build it, they won't come, right? Whether right. it's housing capacity, which is a whole other conversation, or sure. road, right? I 35, we think of, you know, again, we're, and I'm not a road warrior, but we think of, um, you know, every of loops, right? Like true loops yeah. that are the gals that we have. For those who are coming to Austin, there are, you have Mopac, uh, and you have I-35, which are run parallel uh, east and west of town. And uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> when yeah. We don't, have, we don't have true circulars the way other cities do. Right. Um, which I never realized until I go to other cities and realize, oh, I can get right in Houston, for example. <laughs> right. right. Loop, 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 and go. Anyway, but to ATP, so... We're in, we're in the new year, in the quarter, what's been going on uh, for those who have been, wa- who have been watching council or, or, uh, or Cab Metro's board meetings? Sure. Yeah. And so obviously the city was the one that put up Proposition A because it's an 8.75 cent property tax that'll continue in perpetuity. It'll fund the, the capital expansion and then ultimately be used for operations and maintenance. It's also being used, I think, really critically and something that I'm very proud of, for the $300 million in anti-displacement funding, which if that was its own package of affordable housing would be something like the third or fourth largest package ever in the United States. Um, so it's that's a really critical component of that. Capital Metro is gonna run the system ultimately. Uh, so we needed to create a vehicle to pull that money. Later, there will be federal funds that are gonna go into it, but to pull that money and to, um, and to build it before handing it back to Capital Metro. And so the Austin Transit Partnership is a local government corporation. This is a really unique way to use the LGC statute in Texas. Usually it's used for things, Mueller is a good example, where you've got a, a piece of city land maybe and a private developer. And this allows, you know, an LGC is created to give the developer a little bit more of the authority of a government while giving the government more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this just worked because we were pulling two sources of money and we needed some kind of vehicle that could just build and pull in the right technical staff from all over the country, maybe even all over the world when it's all said and done, build the system, ultimately hand it back to Capital Metro and, and in small parts of the city. Um, 
and then that's what its purpose was. And, and the mission will be accomplished at that point, you know, unless there's an expansion further down the road, which, you know, I, I think many of us, many of us here and in the transit world hope for. We, we don't know what it's going to look like later in the decade when we may say this worked well, we came in on time under budget. Let's let's do it again or, or do another portion of it and, and keep expanding. But so the ATP, though, is independent of the city and capital metro. We've got a five person board, just had our third board meeting uh, this Wednesday. And um, and ultimately, it's the one that will manage these pooled resources and implement the plan that was part of the contract with the voters and uh, and just get this done. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's an interesting vehicle. It's an interesting joint partnership. Um, down the road, there may be P3s involved. You know, it may we may deliver portions of this through public-private partnerships. It's it gives us a lot of flexibility that I think is really exciting, both for Austin and from my viewpoint in the transit industry. Yeah, and so just um, you know, beyond the board, I think staff side, right? There's so I've seen several folks, including yourself, who at least they're on loan from Cab Metro, right, to mm -hmm. the ATP move over. Um, so in terms of is going this quarter and the rest maybe the next Q2 is it just getting the now getting the infrastructure built up internally start moving things forward yeah I mean are you like are you going like top down right get board get certain key executive roles in now like maybe program manager level and, and so on yeah yeah you're you're exactly right AJ so the the board was seated by Capital Metro and City Council coming together and naming a slate back in December um, Randy Clark through an interlocal agreement um, that, that established the ATP, serves as both the executive director of the ATP and as Capital Metro CEO. Uh, there's a lot of examples for, for out there in the industry, Phoenix, uh, Caltrain in the Bay Area for why that works, especially when Metro is gonna ultimately run it and Randy comes to the table with an enormous amount of national experience. Um, but yeah, so we, we started with some of the people who are fully dedicated to the ATP, who uh, who had worked on Project Connect at Capital Metro. Uh, myself, uh, Dave Couch is our chief program officer, so he's over the engineering and the technical. Um, Jackie Nirenberg, who I'm sure some of the listeners on the podcast know, she's been the face of our community engagement effort for years now, and it's going to be with the ATP. But I'm also excited, really excited about a lot of the people we've brought in who are ATP only, brand new, uh, did not come from Capital Metro, Greg Canale. Mm -hmm. who had been deputy CFO of the city of Austin and been with the city for, I believe, 22 years as our, our inaugural CFO. Casey Burak, who was the general counsel of the DAA, brings a wealth of experience on downtown P3. Austin. This is downtown yeah, Austin from Alliance. Downtown Austin Alliance, absolutely. And then Peter Mullen, who was the CEO of Waterloo Greenway, is our chief of architecture and urban design. And uh, and like you said, we're, we're now hiring some of the folks under them. And that's where we're, we're starting to pull in some really exciting folks you know, exciting if you're in the transit world, but exciting yeah. people who have experience in a lot of the cities that I bet people in Austin have been to and said, I wish Austin had this. Think of a Portland, think of, you know, Phoenix is a good example, a Denver, you name it. There's a lot of people who have built this in other places who are able to bring the experience that we, we just don't have homegrown talent for at that level, just because we haven't done this before. Mm -hmm. But there's also going to be a ton of jobs in the coming months and, and future corridors where we know that the talent is here and we want people who understand the city inside and out. And well, as you posted, I mean, I just, while I was doing some research on ATP for the show, I, I, I came across some job, some job boards that ATP link, but right. those jobs also available on the ATP site. 
Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so austintransitpartnership.org, there's a jobs tab up there. Um, so those will keep being updated. Uh, seems like it's every other week. We've got a couple, of, a new tranche of, of jobs. Some of them are on the technical engineering and planning side, but we're, we're also hiring a lot of people from community engagement, uh, director of real estate procurement, building out the budget and finance team. Um, on Casey's side, she's got legal, um, hiring a director of equity and DBE, uh, hiring an auditor, you name it. I mean, we're, 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 a very, uh, we're in a very odd but exciting spot to basically be a government startup. We are extremely lean, even though we're, we're a government entity that's got a, a mandate and a big program to build, but it's kind of exciting because we have this bootstraps mentality and we're able and willing to try a lot of things to get the job done. Now, so y'all have definitely been rock and rolling just I mean, from the time that, you know, the, this past over third on and out, I mean, it's a lot of work there. So what's, so you have, you know, more, more downstream hiring being taking place um, on the, you know, for those, for companies or firms interested in doing business with, AT, with ATP as that gets underway, what do you just on the approximate horizon, what do you see those kinds of projects being led or just RFIs put out to start assessing where the work can be done? Yeah, so we, uh, we're bringing on a director of procurement, I believe soon, but you know, we've, we've already been, been working through our procurement schedule. And I think some of the near-term opportunities are gonna be things, uh, real estate services, legal services, um, architectural services under Peter Mullen, our chief architect, um, kind of a variety of, call it project management, program control type roles, uh, and then office and other space leasing. So that's in the, you know, I, I'm thinking spring, summer range. And then you've got the mid to long-term where you should expect in the fall, um, maybe even late summer, but the fall and then into, uh, into the early part of 22, design and engineering, appraisal and surveying, uh, real estate acquisition, uh, and then a lot of construction and everything that trickles down from that. And then for the folks who are out there, because I know that Austin's got a lot of people in the, in the creative fields, um, there's going to be a wide variety of kind of marketing communications. We're going to have to do yet another engagement effort that may be even larger than the 80,000 plus people that we engaged in 20, uh, 2020, because we're going to start going down the corridors and doing a lot of engagement there, construction mitigation, business support programs, small business, minority-owned business programs. So those are going to be in the mid to long term, but near term offices, legal, real estate, architectural. I think that that's what you'll see uh, appearing on the ATP website here in the coming months. And, uh, and stay tuned. So for anyone who's been to austintransitpartnership.org, we don't yet have a procurement link there that is being added. So you'll be able to see the portal there um, and see what's, what's coming up, what's posted. Great, Sam. Well, thank you for your time. Sam Sargent is the Director of Program Strategy for Austin Transit Partnership. Absolutely. Thank you, AJ. Look forward to our next conversation.